The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn, and as always... It's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. Man, it's, it's here. We're recording this Thursday, but it's going to drop Friday morning, which means it is officially Breeders' Cup weekend whenever you listen to this, because today is Future Stars Friday. We've already done a show on that, though. We're moving on to the big day, and we're going to be taking a look at all the big races in the pick six. And when I say we, who do I have a mouse in my pocket? No, I fucking do not. I got Ryan Dickey joining me again. Welcome back for the third time. I remember last time you were here, you were a little bit presumptuous, uh, assuming that you uh, you were actually going to get invited back this time. This is the greatest comeback since Lazarus. It happens. Those, those, those things happen. Sometimes you make assumptions and... You know, when you do, you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah, so. it, it took me a while to get over it. That's why why you haven't been on in a bit. But that's fine. I'm 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 okay. I, I wasn't terribly hurt by it, but I was hurt by it. <laughs> well, there's one person that I mean, ever since I've been part of horse racing Twitter, when I think of Keeneland, I, I actually naturally always think Ryan Dickey in his purple suit at Keeneland. <laughs> uh so uh I had to get Ryan in for for a breeders' cup at Keeneland. You you excited about the races? I am excited about the races. I've I've been dabbling here and there. Uh, I did play a lot of the Keeneland meet, um, but other than that, I really haven't been playing often. Uh, I've been looking forward for this weekend for quite some time, and it's here, and we're in full effect. I think they used to say back in the day. Yeah, man, it's. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good weekend of racing. I really like today's Future Star Stars Friday card. Uh, I, I think that the Classic Day card is just an excellent mix of. Um, gives you a break in a couple spots where it looks like it could be kind of easy, and then there's some just extremely difficult points to it, which, I mean, is pretty, I guess, par for the course when it comes to a Breeders' Cup card. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I look over it, and I say, well, I can't bet them all, so let's figure it out. And, and for me, it's – it's. I mean, I, I don't think I'm unique in this, but it's basically – which ones can I toss? Which ones can I be happy about not having on my ticket? And which ones can I be okay with letting them beat me? Right. And there, man, that's the thing is there, and there are so many good horses that if you're going to, if you're going there, I don't feel like there are any just obvious favorites that you can say, Nope, this horse isn't going to win. So if you're tossing the favorite, I mean, you got to be prepared to say that at some point, because it could <laughs> win. And I mean, if you're also singling a favorite, you better be prepared to say, yeah, I got my shit busted up by a, a 30 to one shot from Luxembourg that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> well, right out of the gate, I'm going to go against a favorite. And if a favorite beats me in the first leg, the pick six, I'm done. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> You're out. You're out in Vegas, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Where, where's your What's your Breeders' Cup day look like? Are you headed to the race book? Uh, I will be heading to some race book on the Strip. I will be actually uh, news flash. This is uh, breaking news. I'll be uh, hanging out with uh, Go Philly. Uh, Sherry Riddick's going to be in town, so she and I will be uh, playing the races together somewhere. Nice. Nice. I- I like the I do enjoy the race book feel, Uh, you know, it's nice being somewhere just I I naturally just, you know, kind of curl up in a dark hole where whatever place that I'm in and just enjoy being in in my cave. So race books usually give me give me that feel. Also, I mean, that many TVs going on at once. Who can who can beat it? Nobody. Well, I mean, the the thing about that is that's what I do for a living. So it's like um, I've I've grown accustomed to it so much that I, I there's no real. 
I don't know. There's no real sentimental value for for me, except for the thing that will be, I'll be making bigger wagers than I normally do. So uh, I think that's the only sticker shock I'll have. So outside this pick six that we're handicapping, is there any yeah. sequence on this card that you're actually, you know, really kind of looking forward to? No, I, I basically, um, I, I did a deep dive. Um, I did a deep dive on the dirt mile and that's the third race of a, of the early pick five of the Breeders' Cup races. And I really can't put a ticket together for that. For some reason I, I tried, just can't do it. Um, so if I want to use the horses I like in that race, I got to go pick three. So I might play a couple rolling pick threes early um, on Saturday and then getting into this pick six situation. Um, ho- hopefully I can put together a skinny ticket to uh, be alive to flight line at the end. Oh, did I, did I ruin it? I, I, I mean, at, at this point, literally every single person who's been on the show uh, kind of agrees that it's the, the foregone conclusion that, flight line i haven't heard any a single person yet say that that flight line you know that they're gonna beat flight line so i mean i i guess if someone is is a lame and hasn't been listening then we might have spoiled it for them but i i mean i, I don't feel like that's any sort of news flash or anything go in peace and send send no more my child you're, you're absolved <laughs> why, why thank you forgive me um uh, the the thing is is in 2015 i went to the breeders cup at keeneland that's the that was the purple suit day um everybody and their mother knew that it was american pharaoh and nobody questioned it everybody thought this is it we're just gonna watch it we're just gonna enjoy it and (laughs) i did i did exactly that i didn't make a ton of money because i think uh i think the sprint got me that year um but i still you know, everything I had was, was to American Pharaoh and it was just fun just to watch. I never, I mean, I never sweated that at all. Yeah. I, I, well, we'll talk more about this, but I'm starting, I'm starting to feel uneasy. I'll just say that I'll, okay. I'll have a little cliffhanger for, for when we get back from our all ad right. break, which by the way, we are right up against. So we are going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB. And when we get back me and I guess since Prince is no longer with us, the greatest living American to ever rock a purple suit, Ryan Dickey. We will be right back. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100.00 win $100. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, service conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Comment on a video. Each video gives you a new chance to win. And turn on your notifications so you don't miss SGPN contacting you when they pull the winner. The winner will be announced on Sunday's recap show. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are talking Breeders' Cup Classic Day. We are talking Pick 6. It's mine. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. And I'll tell you, me and just the team of dozens of interns that I have working for me have just been pumped up for for Breeders' Cup Classic Day and for this Pick 6 sequence. So let's go ahead. Let's kind of set this up a little bit. First... Last year's pick six, I mean, if you're new to horse racing, if you you don't, you know, we're talking about this big sequence pick six, you're used to seeing your local track pay maybe a thousand bucks, five thousand bucks for a really good pick six or pick five. Uh, last year's pick six for the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar paid 
$513,000. The classic day pick six. I mean, we say it and sometimes, you know, we say it's a life-changing score, but it's more of like a buy a, a fair condition uh, Miata, you know, used Miata with a lot of mileage on it kind of score. Th this actually does have the potential to be a life-changing score. A lot of that has to do with the wager base, which is $1. A lot of places offer 20 cent, 50 cent, whatever. This is a $1 base. So with that being said, there's going to be a little bit of sticker shock whenever we put these tickets together. They can add up fast unless we get super confident and super skinny, which I am most definitely not. And it's going to start with the BC Philly and Mayor turf in race six. Post time is 1.50 p.m. Eastern. That's Saturday, November 5th. It's 12.50 God's time central. Uh, so let's kind of talk about like an overarching ticket strategy. What Did you have anything in mind when you were putting this together was it let me get it all to this this one horse like you know flight line like you mentioned earlier or was there was there a little bit more to it no when i think about the pick six especially like you said with a with a dollar um base bet i'm trying to do something that i i can't do in in real life and that's uh go skinny so uh can't can't be skinny might as well bet skinny well, so, I mean, if if you if you goes if you slim down, then the the purple suit's just like hanging off of you. And you're gonna have to go get like alterations and stuff. So, I mean, you know, fill it out, man. Well, you know, I, I guess I, I guess I'd rather be fat and happy. But um, what I'm going to offer to uh, your listeners here is I'm going to offer a base ticket, and that base ticket can be as low as fifty four dollars. So um, I decided when I went through this, I was going to just add the horses that I really, really, really wanted to have on there. I'm going to add one more um, to it so when I play it. So I'm only going to play it for, for 108. But uh, I think I think I can get away with 54 bucks here. Yeah, I mean, 54 bucks. That's like Adrian Brody skinny uh, whenever yeah. we talk about one dollar pick six tickets. So I, I respect it. I respect the confidence enough uh, to be able to, to do that. Um, I'm I'm much wider. I, I will say my mine is going to be uh, almost four times what what Ryan's ticket is. Uh, my kind of strategy here was that I've got two singles that I'm definitely going to use. They're not anything that's going to shock anybody by any means. So I'm definitely using singles in the sprint and the classic. I want to be spread out wide in the turf races because I mean that's just where the bombs typically come in. It seems you have horses like Order of Australia, you know, come in at a massive price. Uh, you know, it, you have so many more unknowns with the, the European and the foreign shippers coming into the turf races and just kind of the nature of turf racing. You tend to get more prices. So except for, uh, you know, my two singles, I am going to take the opportunity to go pretty contrarian in some of these spots and maybe talk, maybe toss some favorites uh, and just kind of, uh, you know, hope for the massive score in, you know, either the massive score or nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, when when I when we go through this, uh, I'm going to have the two same two singles that that you have, but I'm going to add one in the sprint. So other than that, uh, other than that, I'm I'm just going with you know the the ones that I really really want on the ticket, and I'm not looking to have like like you said earlier a life changing score. I'm not looking for a life changing score here. I'm just trying to get home through the turf. I man, I I'm hoping for the life changing score because I want to make enough money to. Or Utter this phrase. Hey, 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 don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You blocked that shit. Right. You don't rub on Put the club soda on there. Look. I'm trying to win that. Put that club soda on my alpaca money. That's what I'm talking about. Well, All right. I, that, that, that's not going to be me. I'm going to have... Uh... I'm, I'm going to have some, uh, you can use a paper towel and some uh, Sprite on the uh, Berber. <laughs> I, I, I got to respect the hustle of, of using a, uh, a very durable uh, floor covering. So <laughs> race six is the BC Philly and Mare turf mile and three sixteenths. As you would guess on the turf, uh, go ahead, kind of set up how you thought this race might run, who your top choice is, and let, let's hear who you're using in this ticket. Well, I, it's kind of a wonky, you know, mile and three sixteenths, uh, on the turf. Uh, it's kind of, kind of weird, weird there. Uh, as far as the setup for the race, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to tell with some of these euros in here. Um, so it's, it's a little bit difficult, but I want to go against Nashua, the favorite. Uh, she narrowly missed a, a group one out in France, but she's never missed the board. Um, I'm not saying that she's not going to hit the board. I'm just saying that I don't want her on top because with all these 
really, really good uh, fillies and mares in this race. Uh, I would, I would not want, um, you know, she's five to two in the morning line. She might be somewhere near that. I don't want that um, to start my pick six. Holly Doyle is a good jockey. Obviously John Gosden is a, is a world-class trainer. Um, but I just, I just, for some reason, don't like this one. I'm going to the outside and there are not a lot of races at Keeneland uh, for the Breeders' Cup race that you, or races that you're going to want to go outside. But for me, I'm going outside with three horses. Um, number nine, Rougier, um, you know, big grade one victory at Woodbine last time. Uh, Flavian Pratt's up for Chad Brown. Got to use that one. 12 to one in the morning line. Not going to go off anywhere near that. I'm, I'm thinking eight to one maybe. Um, in Italian, seven to two on the morning line. Definitely is a horse that people are going to use. Another Chad Brown. This one's got uh, Rosario up. Also won a big grade one uh, last out. And then there's Moira. Uh, I have to use Moira. And when I was putting this ticket together, she was the very last one that I said, okay, I'm going to use. She's starting in the, in the 12 spot. You know, she's Canadian bred. She's been up there at Woodbine. She's finally coming down now to, to face everybody. She has heart. She has grit. And I would love nothing more than to have Moira win the first uh, race of the pick six um, because we're, we're smooth sailing the rest of the way, I think. She's got heart. She's got grit. She's got mental health issues also, I want to point out. Uh, that horse is a nutcase. Uh, I mean, I, I wonder if there are prop bets out there, of, like how many shoes she'll toss if she'll eat her saddle and bite a child on the way to the gate. Uh, I, I use a lot of the same horses. You know, it's funny. I, I said I was going to focus on maybe being a little contrarian in my plays. Uh, yeah, I, I use Nashua the favorite. It's like if you were like, hey, Chase, what kind of music do you like? It's like, oh, you know, I, I like uh, I don't really like popular stuff. Uh, so like Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> So I, I did use Nashua. I, I did a build up to the Breeders' Cup three part series. One of them featured, uh, a, you know, fellow sports gambling podcast network contributor uh, Malcolm Bamford, who lives over in Newcastle. He took a deep dive on some of the Euros for me. He was all in on Nashua, and I'm going to tr- kind of trust him there. I also like one of the things I really like about Nashua is the fact that the horse is coming back off of very soft turf, very very soft turf at uh, Longchamp uh, in the last race. And comes back and catches a little bit firmer. And I think the horse is going to run, you know, appreciate the firmer turf uh, a lot more uh, than, than it did that soft going. So I, I do think Nashua's got a got an honest tr- uh, chance. And then I used, of course, in Italian. Uh, I mean, this horse could be the speed of speed. If someone jumps up and wires this race, it's going to be in Italian. And then, yeah, got to use Moira. And I do think you get a fair price. You probably get a very win bettable price on, on Moira uh at uh at, at 10 to 1 you know 10 to 1 on the, the morning line i have to think it might stay fairly closer close to that I, I don't see it going down drastically being halved or anything i think you could get anywhere from like 8 to 1 to 12 to 1 on moira so uh i, I do like moira if you watch that last race the ep taylor woodbine uh that you know finished second was disqualified down to eighth but the horse is a a fucking competitor I mean, nearly put another horse over the rail to get that second and was really moving fast late. And that was good. That was the big question is, will the horse handle the turf? Because it's been a, you know, a synthetic, uh, you know, specialist running at Woodbine its entire career. So I, I stayed pretty skinny also with three, uh, three, 11 and 12. All right. Moving on. Race seven. It's the Breeders' Cup sprint. This one's on the dirt. Six furlongs. And, uh, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked whenever they hear this. Corn dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs for all these people. The- I'm such an unabashed Jackie's Warrior fanboy bitch. Uh, <laughs> what, did, what did, you, did you think this was as simple as Jackie's Warrior like I did? No, this is, this is the race where I said, I'm going to use the single for the base bet of, of $54. Obviously, you can't go wrong with just just singling him there, but Kamari, Kamari is going to go on my ticket. I'm going to play two nine here when I, when I play my $108 ticket, um, just because if Jackie's warrior for some reason gets beat again, because last time I bet on Jackie's warrior, where was it two times back? I bet on Jackie's warrior didn't get there. I don't want to have that same feeling two two races into the uh, pick six. So I'm going to add Kamari to mine. Um, you know, one grade two last out and, uh, you know, off the layoff, it's going to be second off the layoff. So I'm, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to add Kamari to mine. And if Jackie's warrior wins, I'll feel okay. Knowing that I spent a $54, uh, for, for no reason on Kamari. 
Listen, Kamari is a very talented horse. I, I've seen that horse do freaky things at, at Oakland. Uh, you know, it's it's very, very talented. Uh, I am going with Jackie's Warrior. Jackie's Warrior did lose last out for the first time in a year. That's right. The first loss since last year's Breeder Cup, Breeders' Cup sprint at Del Mar. I have an excuse for why Jackie's Warrior lost last time. Uh, I had a little a little rhyme to help me get through seven furlong races at Saratoga, which is one through three is dead to me, four or more, big fucking score. And Jackie drew the three hole and mm-hmm. couldn't overcome the 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 one through three bias where those horses just were not winning for pretty much the entire meet. So I'm drawing a line through it because the horse still gave a pretty game effort. And uh, I, I'm saying, you know what, that one didn't matter. And uh, Jackie's Warrior fires big off the layoff and gets back on the winning track. And uh, Avenges just a a dog shit run last year in the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, I mean, he got beat by a length and a quarter by a very good horse. Now, that's my single. So, right. Jackie's Warrior, number nine. Ryan went Kamari and Jackie's Warrior, the two and nine. Moving on to the race eight, BC Mile, which is on the turf, as you would guess. It's going a mile. They seem they seem very keen on telling you exactly what's going on in the title of these races. All right. This is I I went bomb here. I've got a, a, a bomb that I don't think anyone's really talking about. So I want to hear if you bring it up or not. Go ahead. Who'd you like, Ryan? Well, this is your separator race then, huh? Yep. this is it. This is the race where this is the make or break race for me because I'm going to use three horses and none of them are more than 15 to one on the morning line. So odds are I don't have the uh, bomber that you're talking about. Uh, I'm going to start with modern games. I think modern games is the most likely winner and that is not surprising to anybody. Um, I mean, one, you know, it didn't win, but it came in second in the group one at, at Ascot last out Applebee's horses. When they come to America, they do very, very well. They get, he's got William Buick in there. I think modern games, the, Purse money only winner of last year Breeders' Cup uh, you know, on Friday, I think, is your your most likely winner here. I'm going to have to go with Smooth Like Straight. Um, I like Smooth Like Straight. 10 to 1 on the morning line. Um, hasn't really won a lot lately, but uh, I think could be could be prime for this, and it's going to be the horse that I think is a little bit forgotten about. So hopefully those odds will drift up from 10 to 1. And then from the clouds... Let's try it one more time. One more time with Ivar. I love Ivar, and I just can't. I just ugh. This horse frustrates me to no end, and I have to use Ivar because if I don't use Ivar and Ivar comes uh, traipsing home late in this race and beats me, I'm going to be so, so, so upset. But there's a horse in this race that I'm not going to be upset that beats me at all, and that's number 14, Domestic Spending. Coming off a 448-day layoff to run in a Breeders' Cup race, going a mile in the turf, no thanks, especially from the 14 post. Don't want any part of it. So I'm assuming that I didn't cover the horse that you really, really like. I yeah, I got I managed to get out clear here. Uh and by the way, yeah, domestic spending. So there's one trainer that I really like, and I call it the his witness protection angle, uh Todd Pletcher. Uh mm-hmm. whenever he puts a horse in, into WITSEC and it's just gone for months, years, usually when it comes back, it just runs a whole Runs a hole through the fucking wind. But, uh, you know, with Chad Brown, I don't know. This is such a what-the-fuck horse with domestic spending. Um, you did not touch my top pick, which makes me happy to, to break this here news. I like, like, kind of a lot. Number one, Pogo. 20 to 1 on the morning line. It's got James Doyle up. Charlie Hills is the trainer. Last out, one at Newmarket over a uh, little firmer, you know, firmer turf. Uh, you know, seems thinks it's going to stretch out really well to the mile. Uh, I I think that you know I I'm a little bit of a pig boy bitch when it comes to horses that get pocket trips right off the speed and and these sort of shorter two turn turf races that can just ride the rail, save ground, and have first run at the dying speed because I do think that a little bit of of, of pace. Uh, you know, duel probably materializes in this race because you do have a horse like uh, Beyond Brilliant uh, along with Smooth Like Straight who are both going to go. So, but also with the mile, I mean, 
it's not like you have a, like a lot of time to shake these horses up. You know, it, these seem a little bit more keen for, for front running horses because you can have these horses that just come out and freak and run their eyeballs out the, the entire, the entire way gate to wire. Uh, so I, but I really like Pogo stalking from the inside, uh, you know, has done its, you know, be, you know, better running over, over a good turf course, which means it's a firm, basically a firm turf course in American speak. So yeah, Pogo at, at 20 to one, uh, but I will go ahead and tell you that I uh, I spread out big. Oh, yeah. Last note on Pogo. Pogo spent basically from November of last year into March of this year in Bahrain, uh, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and then just Dubai bounced super hard when it came back. And <laughs> I, Pogo bounced? Yeah. Hey, I didn't even mean to do that. Look at me. Uh, and then... <laughs> But I, I really think that it's kind of rounded right back into form now and, and is ready to kind of fire its best shot. Also, the horse has a history of winning second off a layoff. So uh, that's that's why Pogo. But I'm also very spread out. Uh, I'm using the 147911. Uh, so I do have modern games. Once again, said I'm contrarian, still using chalk. Uh, and then the seven beyond brilliant. I actually like this horse to be more of a wire candidate than uh, than smooth like straight. I, I think that this horse could uh, get out there and just run super fast on the front. And who knows, maybe if it's alone, gets absolutely, you know, gets bored and takes them all the way, or, sorry, gets bold and takes them all the way around. Uh, Malvath, the nine, uh, going to be closing late and then going to be probably a massive price. Uh, plus gets the local jock, Tyler Gaffleone up. And then I'll use a horse that I... I really don't like this horse. So I'm still going to use it. 11 Annapolis, uh, who I think just really kind of fits in terms of the trip that it's going to get and the run style. So, I, I mean, it's a, another good stalker that I can use and another one that should be a, a pretty fair price. Did you notice, and I, maybe it's just me, but did you notice that for every real good horse that's that's running in here, there's like a dollar store brand name uh, one, like Malvath goes with Malthot. And oh, great! Now I'm blanking on what the other. Oh yeah, pipeline instead of flight line. Uh, there, there's a couple. There's a couple of horses that have a, like a, a doppelganger name that's like not exactly the same. But like when I see Malvath, all of a sudden I just think Malthot. Yeah, yeah. There are some just extra regular versions of some really yes, good horses. That's, a, that's yeah. a better way. Extra regular. I like dollar store, but extra regular is is that I like that. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there are a couple of like trainers that are like that too. That that have that have like the same last name, and you have to look and be like, oh no, no, that's not the good Rodriguez. That's right. not the Rodriguez I like. All right, moving on. The the race foe the ladies. Uh, talking about the BC distaff. Now the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What is that? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? <laughs> hardest working man in showbiz so i haven't seen a more hated favorite uh on this card than i think nest uh i, I i've seen so many people who want to take their shot against nest in this race what what was your take on on nest and are you using i have to use her i mean i i, I think she's the most likely winner and other than flight line in this in this um what's the word i'm looking for here Sequence, yeah. I was in this sequence. I think she's the most like likely likely winner. I mean, we talked about Jackie's Warrior and how I like Kamari a little bit there. I think Nest is is more likely uh, a winner than Jackie's Warrior. I'm going against Nest, but I do think that Nest has an excellent chance to win. I do agree that you're probably your most likely winner. My top choices though are are, are I said choices, yes, uh, mm -hmm. are are two horses that I think could upset. But how do you see this race kind of unfolding? Uh, it doesn't seem like there's necessarily just a ton of speed outside of uh, society fi firing from the outside, which is kind of why I took it. Just, you know, early speed on the main track at Keeneland. Yeah. So I did a little little research on the uh, like I said, I did the dirt mile. I did a deep dive on that. And I looked at the the, the times in those races and both both times that there have been uh, the dirt mile at Keeneland. The, the winner had a, a track record. And then I started looking at other races and I was like, oh, look, track record, track record, track record. They're all in the Breeders' Cup. This is going to be uh, just an uh, absolute racetrack. I mean, it is going to be shaved. It is going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty. Uh, and, and things are going to go fast. So 
I think this is one of those races where you don't want to come from behind. This is where you want to be up near the front. And I think Nest um, checks all the boxes here. If I were to add another one, I think search results would be the other one that I would use. Um, but I mean, in, a, in an eight horse race, and I really like Nest. I mean, I think for me, I think she's going to be up near the front and she's going to uh, get, get there. I, I just I just love Nest. Yeah, I so I went with society to to maybe just kind of take it around from, you know, take it, take them all the way around. Nest Nest has the unique ability to kind of make her own race, though, to be fair. Uh, if Nest wants to get out and and try to duel down society, or she can do it. If she wants to sit right off society and duel, she can do it. If she wants to hang back, you know, a couple links and not necessarily press, she can do it. Uh, but I, I will say my other top choice with society was the two blue stripe at 22 to one. I think a lot of times when we look at breeders cup cards, we've got a whole year of the, of, you know, runners that have run in, in these marquee races. We feel like we know these horses intimately. We know exactly what we get, what we're, you know, what they're going to do. And I think people really lose focus on what's a horse trending towards on breeders cup weekend. And I've been calling blue stripe the horse of now i think this horse has really come into its own had a win in the clement hirsch uh last time out and really you know topped its uh its its best speed figure by by a few points uh this is the one of the two weekends of the year that i actually look at thoroughgraphs and if you look at the thoroughgraphs uh blue stripe is just as competitive as any other horse in this race when it comes to, to thoroughgraph figures so i i'm using blue stripe and society as my as my top two picks i will probably dutch out some win bets on both of those but when it comes to the horizontal i'm going blue stripe nest and society nice uh you want to know when i felt that same exact way about blue stripe when last year's breeders cup all right that's fair yeah good point mm, angry super angry I'll tell you what. Yeah. She won last year. I'll I'll say, I'm just going to say, I have done my best to completely expunge last year's Breeders' Cup from my memory at all and not let how any horse performed in last year's Breeders' Cup affect my opinion of them going forward. The reason being was that was a wonky ass Breeders' Cup. (laughs) There were just some (laughs) weird ass results going on that day. And it's up just, you know, I, I, I don't know, the track. The track maintenance crew had like a handful of mushrooms and a fifth of whiskey and then just went out there and did their worst, you know, to just <laughs> fuck up, fuck up that track as much as they could heading into it. So I, I'm trying not to let that happen, but I, I, I might have got me there a little bit with Blue Stripe. I, I can show you on the doll where she hurt me. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And it's, uh, I have a feeling it's kind of, you're going to take two fingers and do like a kicking motion, like you're kicking a mm-hmm. paper football. It's going to be right between the legs. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it happens. All right, moving on. The premier turf race on this card, so much that they just call it the turf, the <laughs> Lagines Breeders' Cup Turf Mile and a Half over, guess what, the turf. Uh, man, uh, if you thought I was spread out in the you know the, the other turf race, I, I am way spread out in this one. And once again, I've got another bomb, but guess first. Ryan, who you got? First of all, I like how you put the stink on that French on Longines. That was nice. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I oh, like yeah. it. I very rarely do I over French things, but when I do, I over French them all the way. <laughs> nice. I don't think I've ever heard the term over French before. Oh, dude, over, <laughs> over Frenching is criminal. When you have people who like have absolutely no connection to France, they probably never even took French in fucking high school, and then they come out there. <laughs> And they're oh man, Longchamp. You're like fuck you for over Frenching that. You <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> J'ai étudié le français pour trois ans. Anyway, um, so I'm with <laughs> I'm, you. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Simpsons episode where Lisa accidentally accidentally walks into the wrong school into a French class, and all the kids start laughing at her, and the French teacher goes uh uh-uh, uh on français, and they all go. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Um, so exactly like you said, uh, this is the toughest one for me. And this is when I said, Oh, I want to build a, um, I want to build a base ticket for people and they can add, uh, add to it. And obviously as you add, it's going up incrementally. This is the race where I'm going to use three. Um, if things go well and I feel like playing uh, a much bigger ticket, I'm going to go five deep here. And, you know, in in a 13 horse field using five, 
in a pick six, that's uh, it's, it's not criminal, but it's uh, certified certifiably insane. But mm-hmm. uh, it's really, really tough here. I mean, you have to use warlike goddess. I mean, I think she's got uh, a real good shot to win here. I don't think she's going to pay well if she does, but I don't want to get beat by her. Um, I'm very interested in Broom or Broom or whatever we want to call yep. this Aiden, yep. Aiden O'Brien horse. Um, I mean, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Uh, I would hate for him to fire and me not be on it at all. Um, Mishrif, you said that you uh, don't often look at the thoroughgraphs um, in, 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 in your, your, your handicapping, but you are now. This one fits uh, fits very well on the thoroughgraph, so I have to use that. And I'm kind of, we're going to use big word here, I'm kind of vacillating, if you will, um, between the number three Stone Age and the number five Rebels Romance. I mean, I'm having a hard time deciding which one I want to use. So uh, it's, it's this is a really, really tough race for me. If you put a gun to my head, I'm going to go uh, 3, 4, 11. Please don't put a gun to my head. Uh, Stone Age, Brome, and uh, Mishra. I am going to go ahead and admit that I did not know what vacillating meant, but I did use context clues and figured it out. I was yes. so I'm I'm yeah. six deep. I'm six deep in this race. Mm. But let me go ahead give you my top choice for my man AOB Aiden O'Brien, and not that one you're thinking, not the horse you're thinking of. A different one. I'm talking about number three, Stone Age. I love Stone Age at a price here. Uh, another one that. Uh, and I'm kind of le- leaning into this angle quite a bit on the turf that was racing in Europe over very soft ground, comes back and should gets firm grass that I think it should appreciate. Uh, you know, the last two races on firm in the United States, I, I mean, ran decent, but I, I you know, especially the Saratoga, the, the Saratoga, they got so much rain at Saratoga that that even if it was firm is still probably more of like a good with a little bit of cut in the ground. I remember it playing never really drying out like I like like my like my unofficial favorite banking holiday is when the the inner rate, you know, the inner turf course at, at uh, Saratoga gets dry as a popcorn fart and you can just whoever gets to the rail on the lead wins. It doesn't seem like we ever really got that that week or two at Saratoga. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it. It has been a little bit drier at Keeneland and it should have firmed it up pretty good. I think Stone Age definitely has a puncher's chance here by Galileo should have absolutely no problem handling the distance. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to zig, I'm going to at least zigging with a familiar name with familiar, familiar connections with a familiar talented jockey. Um in addition to Stone Age, who is my top choice? I'm using the one Bye Bye Melvin. We talked about Warlike Goddess. How about a gutsy, gutsy performance by Bye Bye Melvin uh, in his last race where he did his best to hold off Warlike Goddess. And with an early speed horse like this that you would expect to basically pack it up and quit as soon as he gets passed, it was really game to hold on to second. Uh, then I used, of course, Stone Age uh, Broom, which you men- mentioned, who has a wicked closing kick. Uh Rebels Romance for uh, Go Dolphin, because that's my dolphin, the Godolphin mm-hmm. Racing Team. Uh, and then I use uh, the 11 in Italian, who should be the speed of speed in this race. And I feel like just in case, just in case the horse gets out on the lead and gets brave, which I've seen it do many a time, uh, I, I got to use an Italian there. So I wait, was... wait, are, you, are you talking about Mishra? Oh, let's see. Am I looking at the wrong race? Yeah, 11 11th Mishrif. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Mishrif. I'm sorry. Different, no, fine. different take, but yes, I am using using Mishrif. Uh, uh, you can't ignore Frankie Dettori, man. You can't ignore no. Frankie Dettori. Yeah, how many times have we seen this man throw flowers and do a Ninja Turtle backflip off of a horse on Breeders' <laughs> Cup Saturday? Uh, not enough, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. As a Mishrif fan, I, I would expect you to say that. All right. Uh, so I was six deep. You went, what, three deep? I, I did. And here's the thing is I screwed up too, because I said, I want three, four, 11, which put me on stone age that you had, but actually it was two, four, 11 for me. It was warlike goddess, brome, broom, whatever. And then Mishrif. So um, yeah, we're going deep, but we don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. Well, Hey man, I basically what I did was just, uh, I, you didn't know this, but I actually incepted you uh, last night. Got him. We fucking got him. <laughs> put you on the right horse stone age. Uh... All right. Moving yeah. on, race 11, the Breeders' Cup Classic. And it feels anticlimactic because you have 
flight line, who's going to be absolutely everybody's top pick. I want to say three to five on the morning line, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm starting to get irked. I'm starting to get irked with flight line. And that's because I can't tell you how many times I've seen everybody in the media, everybody in the public, just smother a horse in their love gravy. And then the horse, something, something happens. I'm thinking of horses. I'm thinking of races like Airgate in the Pacific Classic. Uh, you could talk about it, basically any Travers race where you have, you know, Secretariat gets beat, where you have American Pharaoh getting beat, where it just seems that every time that everybody just loves a horse, you know, a fucking sinkhole opens up and, and swallows it. Um, hell, I mean, this translates outside of horse racing. Think of how many times on college game day everyone has been on one team. And then, of course, the other team wins. Sure, I mean, I, I I get it, and I've I've been alive to the presumptive favorite, the can't lose horse. And uh, I watch the race, and I start getting nervous, and I start getting nervous, and then I watch the race unfold. I'm like, oh, there's no chance I'm winning. So I just don't want to have that feeling again on Saturday. Please, just let me have the feeling of this is the one, this is the one, this is the one, and let it happen. Just just lay back and let it happen. I say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which I don't uh, say often, just for, for the record. For someone who had to show us on the doll where, so, where he was hurt by someone, <laughs> I, I'm actually not surprised by this behavior in the slightest. Um, yeah. Well, so you, flight- you, you give what you get. <laughs> was a, Kyle Kinane has this, uh, this bit where he talks about how he thinks Bigfoot is real, but the thing is that he fucks you. Is that like yeah. he just like pops his, <laughs> his head in your tent? And so no, you just, shh, no one's going to believe that this happened. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I'm starting to get irked, but I don't know why I'm irked by a horse that's undefeated and won every single one of its races by a cumulative 61. And it's not like that was like 10 races. It was, it was, it was five, yeah, five races I, by 61 I'm, links. I'm with you. It's because I think that a lot of people in social media, and I think we, we look at social media as, as the racing, uh, sphere uh, in and of itself and it's not there's been a lot of of knob slobbing on on flight line and you know for a horse who has five career starts before to, before saturday uh is it warranted yeah he's really really good i mean arrogant was really really good american pharaoh was really really good but to compare this horse to secretariat or spectacular bid or god i even saw black caviar it's like these horses all raced a, a, a lot yeah. Those, those, those super classic, like just great, great, great all time horses. He's not up there with them. And, you know, somebody put the, uh, the thing out there. Oh, if, if flight line was a human athlete, who would it be? And I went with Peyton Hillis. I said, Peyton Hillis was really, really good. All right. That for, cracked for a short me the, period of time. That cracked me the fuck up. And the yeah. reason being that I was, uh, Peyton Hillis was my little league baseball teammate. Him, That's him, great. and his brother were both on my little on my little league team, uh, and he was just a he was just a chubby little fucker, uh, you know. <laughs> and uh, then you know, I whenever I go to college, he'd moved to the town where my college was, you know, years ago when he was playing. He was still in high school playing football there, and that's when he like just busted out into this Adonis and like spent the off season towing a F one fifty, basically <laughs> just like put put like pair backpack straps on an F one fifty and pulled that fucker around Conway, Arkansas all nice. all year before his senior year. Uh, yeah. So with Flightline, I I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna let it happen. I understand that there's not there's absolutely no betting value in betting this horse to win. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead. Let's put together a, a vertical play here because sure. with with Flightline winning, it takes you know three to five. You know, just take it. But there's always opportunity to suck value out of horses that are three to five might even be one to nine uh, by the time it goes to post if you could pick out the horses who are going to be second third and use them in a vertical bet i would probably attack this with a trifecta what would be your go-to move be same thing trifecta and i'm going to use rich strike in the third spot i like that quite a bit i actually bump rich strike into second bold i like it I like yeah, it. You I, think you think you think he's got a better chance of finishing second than Taba and Life is Good? It look when you look through Rich Strike's past performances, look at every single time that first quarter number gets really hot. Uh mm-hmm. and that horse either hits the board or wins. And I really honestly think that this comes in a flight line 
Rich Strike Exacta. I could see Rich Strike making a, a really game run at Flightline. Now, does that mean within a length? I might no. It means probably within like maybe four to five lengths. Uh, so I I'm using Rich Strike, and then I'm also using Epicenter uh, underneath in second, and then in third, uh, I'm actually tossing Tyba. I don't like mm. the I don't like the rail trip. I, I feel like the mm. ra- the rail might be a little bit dead, and if that horse is saving ground on the rail and can't tip out wide. Then, then I really don't like Taiba's chances, but I'm going to use, oh, and I'm also tossing Life is Good out of it, but I will be using uh, Hot Rod Charlie, Epicenter, uh, Olympiad, and Rich Strike in third place. Okay, well, Bob Baffert cheats, and Bob Baffert loves no, nobody more than Bob Baffert, and yeah. he would like nothing more than have Taiba beat uh, Flightline, so he would be the, the best California trainer in the in the race. So I think Taiba's going to be raring to go on saturday um if i were to make a uh trifecta with uh flight line on top i would go four on top i would use taba and life is good uh that would be the one and the two and when you said hot rod charlie i think hot rod charlie can get a piece here i'm going to put him in the second spot too so four over one two five and then i'm only going to add uh rich strike to those horses that i had in second for the third so it'd be Four over one, two, five over one, two, five, eight. I like that. The like our physiques, a thick in the middle trifecta. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no. And the thing is with Taiba is if, if something like that happens, I'm not shocked that it happens because how many times have we seen that story unfold of the Bob's horse that no one is expecting just comes out and just fucking throws a, a a bullet in the uh in the in the classic i mean i'm thinking of like authentic i i could i mean going to kentucky derbies with with uh, uh medina, medina spirit. spirit rest in peace bro yeah right uh so i mean it's not like we've we've never seen that before uh so i i won't be shocked if it happens but i mean it is literally in my dna to always try to beat that silver-haired fuck i hate bob baffert so much that i had a painting commissioned of him getting owned by authentic in the winner circle <laughs> at Churchill Downs. He's in a very submissive all fours just beaten up uh which uh a, a, a couple years ago a Ukrainian girl on Reddit painted it for me for 150 bucks. It was perfect. Nice. Way to exploit the Ukrainians. Hey, it was before. It was before. Uh so uh, look, I'm going to go ahead and rattle off my ticket. This ended up being $270 at the $1 base. So, race one, 3-11-12. Uh, in the second race, we are singling Jackie's Warrior, number nine. Corn dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs for all these people. That's- Third leg, we are five deep, going one four seven nine eleven. 9 uh, Fourth leg, 2-6-8. Fifth. One, two, three, four, five, and eleven, and then hopefully bring it on home with flight line. Uh, you, you got your ticket ready to rattle off for me, Ryan? Sure. Um, I started off with nine, eleven, twelve, and Moira. That Moira the twelve was the last horse that I put on my ticket. Um, I go, I go two nine with Jackie's Warrior and Kamari in the second leg. I went four, five, six only in the turf, and like I said, that's my make or break race. So if four, five, six doesn't get there, we're done. Um, I, I'm using the six only in nest, uh, in race nine, but like I said, search results, if someone wants to add search results, uh, on there, that would be great for, for me, it's just the six, but six and seven would make it 108. And then in the, uh, turf, I went two, four, 11, and I could go five deep there. I could go two, three, four, five, 11. Um, and then obviously four at the end. So my base is 54. It's 108 if you add search results. And if you want to add the other horses in the um, in the turf just to try to get alive to flight line, so be it. So if I hit this pick six, there's only one way for an Arkansas Razorback fan to celebrate. You win, Why not you better win put your dick in some mashed potatoes. Great day to be a hog. Bad day to be a mashed potato bowl. Hogs by 90. I'm going to stick my dick in the fucking mashed potatoes. You know- <laughs> That's right. If I hit this pick six, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> if I knew it was going to be a party like that, I'd done the same. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you uh, knowing the quote. And Can you tell me what, what Beastie Boys song used that sample? Pop quiz, hot shot. 
Oh God, no! And I'm I love the Beastie Boys, and I can't think of it. Well, tell me, tell me, what is it? B Boys making with the Freak Freak. Oh geez. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good. It's a good Beastie Boys deep cut. Ryan Dickey, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for thanks for jumping in. Your third time on the show. Uh, I'm gonna have to say. I mean, two times you knocked it out of the park. One time, eh, I'm not gonna tell you what time <laughs> that one was. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, man. So, other than watching the Breeders' Cup, just big plans. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know, Spa Day if you hit it big. Um, I I have a visitor coming to visit me. Uh, mm-hmm. on on Sunday, so I'm gonna have uh. You know, it's going to be basically lounge around Vegas and eat well, drink well, be merry, I guess would be a good way to say it. So, uh, yeah. And, 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 and by the way, it's not Sherry either. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry's coming with her family, just to make that 100% clear. Uh, I have uh, another uh, friend coming on Friday or Sunday. I'm sorry, Sunday. So I'm going to be hanging out Sunday. So hopefully I win lots and lots of money because I'm going to need it. There you go. And then just say fuck it and put it all on the Detroit Lions on the money line. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I would ra- yeah. I would rather eat the mashed potatoes after you're done with it than bet on the Lions. He's he's crazy, not suicidal, folks. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't I just say let's just say I'm crazy. How about that? Yeah. So somehow I it seems like every Kentucky Derby weekend and every Breeders' Cup weekend, my wife, without realizing what is happening that weekend, subconsciously like plans a trip to go visit her parents and take the kids uh with her so i got the house to myself i mean it's gonna smell like red bull and ass by the time i'm all handicapped up and done watching these races so uh you know it's it's one of those things you know i'm gonna throw in another uh another uh simpsons reference it's like uh when they not actually knock down the wall to mo sizzlack's apartment and he's sitting there at a table eating cat food and he's just like please don't tell anyone how i live (laughs) <laughs> that that one hit closer to home than you'll ever understand <laughs> thanks that for having gonna, me chase <laughs> of course man you're all you're always welcome back you can presume all you want that you're going to be back again all right thank you everybody for tuning in and hey man we have put out a ton of breeders cup content if you got time go back and listen to our build up to the breeders cup we had Ren Carruthers on to talk to pedigree for Future Stars Friday. Uh, Caleb Knight joined me to talk about his forgotten five horses for Breeders' Cup Classic Day. And then my man from across the pond, Malcolm Bamford in Newcastle. He did a preview for the Year Our Shippers for Breeders' Cup. I don't know what to say. The great pumpkin has shown up. It's just time to enjoy the races. We will catch you next time on the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.